Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Rasulillah. Wa ala alihi. Wa sahbihi. Wa man ihtada bihuda. Amma ba'd. We continue my dear brothers and sisters with the explanation of the Aqidah book which is called Al-Ha'iyya for the great Imam the son of the great Imam Abu Bakr Ibn Abi Dawood Al-Sijistani Rahimahullah and we have been speaking about the virtue of the Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala anhum and the Imam he began with the four Khulafa al-Rashidin Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman and Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'in since they are without a doubt the best of the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so it's only fair that they are the first to be mentioned when it comes to the virtue of the companions. After talking about the four khulafa, he then moves on to the remaining ten that are given glad tidings of Jannah. And they are the remaining six because the four khulafa are part of the ten. The four khulafa are part of the ten given glad tidings of paradise. He then speaks about the remaining six. And he says, وَإِنَّهُمْ لَرَّهْتُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِمْ عَلَى نُجُبِ الْفِرْدَوْسِ بِالنُّورِ تَسْرَحُ سَعِيدُ وَسَعْدُ وَابْنُ عَوْفِ وَطَلْحَةُ وَعَامِرُ فِهْرِ وَالزُّبَيْرُ الْمُمَدَّحُ in this line of poetry, he mentions the remaining six of the ten that are given glad tidings. And he says, those are the rahat, and we will explain what that means. Those are the rahat, those who we have no doubt about upon the grand camels of paradise, shining brightly and roaming about, Sa'id and Sa'd, and Ibn Awf, and Talha, Amir of Fihr, and Zubair, the praiseworthy. So this line is where he mentioned the remaining six of the Sahaba that are given glad tidings of Jannah. He says those are the Rahat, those who we have no doubt about. And the word Rahat, my brothers and sisters, is a group of people that is less than 10. When you say a Rahat of people, it's referring to a group that generally is less than 10. However, what is intended here are the 10 Sahaba who were given glad tidings of paradise. And that came in the hadith of the Prophet where he said Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu is in Jannah. 
and Umar is in Jannah, and Uthman is in Jannah, and Ali is in Jannah, and Sa'ad is in Jannah, and Sa'id, and Az-Zubair, and so forth. He mentioned the ten in the one hadith, radiallahu ta'ala anhum. So the Imam says, those are the group that we have no doubt about them, upon grand camels of paradise, meaning they will be riding upon the female camels of Jannah. This is praising them and affirming that they are no doubt in Jannah since the Prophet ﷺ gave them this glad tiding. And Nabi ﷺ, as we know, uh, as Allah says about him in the Quran, وَلَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى he does not speak from his own whims and desires. In huwa illa wahyun yuha. It is only a revelation that is revealed to him. So anyone that the Prophet ﷺ mentioned is in Jannah. Or for that matter, anyone he mentioned is in hellfire. This is not from him. This is wahi, revelation from Allah. Allah telling him to tell the people that Abu Bakr is in Jannah and Umar is in Jannah, and Uthman is in Jannah, and so forth. Anyone that the Prophet ﷺ has affirmed either paradise or hellfire for them, this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealing it to him. It's not from himself. So they will be riding the prestige camels in Jannah, these ten, and the rest of the Sahaba as well. He says, shining brightly and roaming about. Meaning, it will be shining brightly for them. That's referring to the camel. It will be shining brightly for them. And they will be roaming around freely and doing as they please. Because in Jannah, you get to roam around and do as you please. As this is the reward Allah has prepared for the mu'min. <clears throat> After the author, rahimahullah, mentioned the four khulafa. He then mentions the remaining six, as we said. And the first of them is Sa'id. The first of those six who are from the ten is Sa'id ibn Zayd. Sa'id ibn Zayd ibn Amr ibn Nufayl. Radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He is the cousin and the brother-in-law of Amr ibn al-Khattab. He is the cousin and the brother-in-law of Amr ibn al-Khattab. He married Umar radiallahu anhu's sister. So, Sa'id is one of the early Muslims and he is from the ten that were given the glad tidings of Jannah. The second of the six is Sa'ad. And Sa'ad radiallahu anhu is the famous Sahabi Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas, the great companion of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He had the honor, he was nicknamed the first person to throw an arrow in the path of Allah. The first to throw an arrow in the path of Allah Azza wa Jal. And he was an excellent marksman. He was very accurate in shooting. And in the battle of Uhud, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was giving him the arrow so that he can shoot. He was passing them to him. And he was the only one that the Prophet ﷺ combined both of his parents in a dua where he said about Sa'ad, may my mother and father be a sacrifice to him. 
فسعد بن ابي وقاص رضي الله عنه is no doubt one of the greatest of the companions he was there through thick and thin with rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he lived a long life after the prophet and he passed away at an old age he passed away at an old age the third of the six is ibn auf another great sahabi radiyallahu ta'ala anhu he is abdul rahman ibn auf radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and he is from the greatest of the companions also and he's the one who gave the majority of his wealth for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal. He gave the majority of his wealth in the path of Allah. And that's big because Abdurrahman ibn Auf was not a poor man. He was very rich, radiallahu ta'ala, anhu. And when he left Mecca to do hijrah, when he left Mecca to do hijrah, he was forced to leave all his wealth. He was forced to leave all his wealth and he didn't care. He gave it all up so that he can be with the Prophet ﷺ in Medina. And when he reached Medina, he had nothing. When he reached Medina, he had nothing. And we know that the Prophet ﷺ, what did he, what did he do with the Muhajirin and the Ansar? He used to pair them up as brothers, because he had this, the companions of Medina who were accepting the companions of Mecca. And the Prophet ﷺ was very wise. He used to pair them up. So he'll get a companion from Medina, and he'll tell him, you are the brother of this companion from Mecca. He used to make them brothers. And that's it. Once the Prophet ﷺ spoke, سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا And the Prophet ﷺ was so smart, that he didn't just, Pair anyone up with anyone He used to try to match them According to who they are So Abdurrahman ibn Auf Was a huge businessman in Mecca And he had a lot of wealth Radiallahu anhu So when he Came to Medina The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He Akha He made him brothers with Sa'id Sa'id ibn Rabi' radiyallahu ta'ala anhu and he told Sa'id that's your brother Abdurrahman ibn Auf why did he choose Sa'id because he was from the richest businessman of Medina look how the Prophet is putting them together at their same levels and then we know the famous story when uh, he got Abdurrahman ibn Auf and he told him, everything you see in front of you here is my farm. Split it down the middle, half is for me and half is for you. SubhanAllah, he doesn't even know Abdurrahman ibn Auf. But that's it. The Prophet ﷺ said, they're brothers, they're brothers. He told him, split it down the middle, half for me, half for you. Who, who would do that today? This is the brotherhood between the Sahaba. And then he said to him, I have two wives. Go and look at both of them. Whichever one pleases you, I'll divorce her. And when her idda finishes, you can marry her. This is how they were to each other.
So Abdurrahman ibn Auf radiallahu anhu said to him, May Allah bless your wealth and your family. He goes, I don't need it. He goes, just show me where the market is in Medina. He showed him and then because he was a big businessman, he knew how to make money. He started doing his business and then he became rich again in Medina. That's Abdurrahman ibn Auf. He was one of the ten who were given glad tidings of Jannah. The fourth of the six is Talha radiallahu anhu. Talha ibn Ubaidillah. He was also from the noble Sahaba. And remember, these ten, my dear brothers, they were all from Mecca. These ten that were given glad tidings of Jannah is because they went through everything with the Prophet ﷺ from day one. Yeah? And this companion, Talha radiallahu ta'ala anhu, his, um, his greatness was shown in a number of places, but especially in the Battle of Uhud. Talha ibn Ubaidillah, he proved his greatness in the Battle of Uhud. He was safeguarding the Prophet ﷺ with his own body. And he would allow the heat and whatever else to go on him and not on the Prophet ﷺ. And he lost, he lost the use of one of his arms in the battle of Uhud. And when the Prophet ﷺ, when the enemy pressured the Muslims and they had their back to Uhud, the mountain of Uhud, it was Talha that went down and he allowed the Prophet ﷺ to step on his back and he pushed the Prophet ﷺ up to safety. And because of his heroic bravery in Uhud, the Prophet ﷺ said about him, وَجَبَتْ Talha." In the battle of Uhud. And what that means is paradise is obligatory for Talha. Can you imagine that? And after the battle of Uhud, he was covered in blood. Radiallahu anhu. And the Prophet ﷺ said, whoever wants to see a walking shaheed, look at Talha. He was still alive. He said, whoever wants to look at a walking shaheed, let him look at Talha. So this is the great companion Talha radiallahu ta'ala. And the fifth of them is Amir of Fihr And he's the famous companion Abu Ubaidah ibn al-Jarrah The trustworthy one of this ummah from the grand, Fihr is from the grandfathers of the Prophet wasallam, From the ancestors of Quraysh So he was related to the Prophet wasallam Through one of his grandfathers And the sixth of them was Zubair Ibn al-Awam, the free servant of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So these six, my dear brothers, along with the four rightly guided khulafa, complete the ten who were given the glad tidings of Jannah. And they are the most virtuous of the Sahaba. Each one of them is from the tribe of Quraysh. Each one of them is from the tribe of Quraysh. So after speaking about the ten, the Imam Rahimahullah then moves on regarding those who speak ill of the Sahaba 
radiyallahu ta'ala anhum and he says waqul khayra qawli fi sahabati kullihim wala taku ta'anan ta'ibu wa tajrah wa tajrahu faqad nattaqa alwahyu almubinu bifadlihim wa fil fathi ayyul sahabati tamdahu he says and speak with the best words the best terms about the sahaba speak only good words about the sahaba all of them and do not be one who speaks ill of them pointing out their faults and criticizing since the clear revelation has spoken of their excellence and in suratul fath are verses about the sahaba praising them so here the author rahimahullah mentions the rest of the companions after speaking about the 10 who were given glad tidings and he says speak with the best terms that's an aura and that's the manhaj and the aqeedah of ahl sunnah we only speak the best terms regarding the companions of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam all of them one should not think that mentioning the merits of certain companions lessens the virtues of others We've spoken about this before just because we say these are the best sahaba it does not reduce the virtue of the rest of them all the sahaba are great but no doubt some are greater than others just like the anbiya and the rusul all the rusul are great but there's no doubt some are greater than others some are greater than others they all helped and supported the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam the companions radiyallahu anhum they learned from rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and they saw him and they believed in him and they gathered with him and they prayed behind him they heard from him and they even fought with him sallallahu alaihi wasallam so who greater in this ummah can be than the companions of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam no doubt no one they are the direct students of the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam so he says and speak with the best terms about the companions all of them and that's the way of ahlus sunnah wal jamaa they praise they send praise upon all the sahaba because they are entitled to such praise he says since the clear revelation has spoken of their excellence many verses in the revelation and the sunnah have spoken about the excellence of the sahaba and the sheikh mentions a lot of those verses like where allah says wasabiqun alawwalun min almuhajirin wal ansar wal ladina tabauhum bi ihsan radiyallahu anhum wa radu'an clevers allah says and the foremost to embrace islam asabiqun that's the muhajirun yeah the the ones that come first and the ansar and those who followed them exactly that's you my dear brothers look allah is saying the early the sabiqun and the ansar wal ladina tabauhum bi ihsan and those who followed them meaning the tabi'in atba'u tabi'in and generally anyone who follows the path of them the muhajirun and the ansar and that's why we strive to take our religion from the sahaba 
because they understood the religion better than anyone else. Allah says about all of them, anhum Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with him. And subhanAllah, this is the greatest praise that they can ever get. The fact that Allah Azza wa Jal has told them that he is pleased with them. This is an honor for the Sahaba of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And my dear brothers, this is a big lesson for us that our objective in life is to achieve the ridwan of Allah Azza wa Jal because the companions achieved it. But how did they achieve it? They proved it. They proved it. For Allah to be pleased with you is greater than anything that you can achieve. And the ulama have mentioned that Allah's ridwan, Allah's pleasure is even greater than Jannah. It's even greater than paradise. Think of how great Jannah is. Allah's pleasure is greater than Jannah. And there's proof for that. When Allah Azza wa Jal gives a detailed description of Jannah in the Quran, He then ends it by saying, وَرِضْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرٌ And the pleasure of Allah is greater. So your objective, your aim in this life is to achieve Allah's pleasure. And if Allah is pleased with you, it does not matter who's not pleased with you. It doesn't matter. Even if the entire creation is displeased with you, as long as you have Allah's pleasure, you've succeeded. That is the most important thing in your life. And there's a lot of proofs that show Allah's ridwan is greater than paradise. Not just that verse. There's the famous hadith where the Prophet said that Allah Azza wa Jal in the next life he calls the people of Jannah. So the people, they're already in paradise and Allah calls them. And he says, Ya Ahlal Jannah. That's how he calls them. O people of paradise. So they respond to Allah Azza wa Jal and they say, Labbaika wa sa'daik wal khayru fi yadaik. They say, Oh Allah, we are at your service and all good is in your hands. Can you imagine that? They're in Jannah and Allah is calling them. And they say, we're here at your service. So then Allah asks them one question. He says, Hal raditum? Are you pleased? Imagine that question to who? The people in paradise. So they find this very astonishing, this question. And they say, oh Allah, how can we not be pleased when you have given us what you have not given anyone from your creation? Look where we are. How are we not pleased? So then Allah Azza wa Jal asks them a second question. And he says, should I not give you something even greater? See all this that you're in now? This paradise? Should I not give you something greater? So the people find it astonishing. And they say, Ya Rabb, what can possibly be greater than what we are in now? And Allah Azza wa Jal says to them, Today, I bestow upon you my pleasure, Ridwani, and I will never be angry with you after that. SubhanAllah. That Allah's pleasure is greater than paradise and everything in it. And Allah mentions that in the hadith. 
So we have to work to achieve Allah's pleasure. And the greatest way to achieve that is by you as a Muslim being pleased with Allah as your Lord. Because rida, it's, a, it's an attribute that works both ways. If you're pleased with Allah as your Lord, then Allah in return will be pleased with you as his servant. And how do you show or how do you prove that you are pleased with Allah as your Lord? It's not just by saying it, I'm pleased with Allah as my Lord. No, it's by worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal. By loving to obey him. That's how you show that you are pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as your Lord. And that's obligatory. You have to be pleased with Allah as your Lord. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man radiya billahi rabba, whoever is pleased with Allah as his Lord, wabil islami deena, and with Islam as his religion, wabi Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam rasoola, and with the messenger of Allah, with Muhammad as his messenger, wajabat lahul jannah. Paradise is obligatory for him. So if you are pleased with these things, these three things, by acting upon them, then paradise becomes obligatory for you. This type of rida, this type of contentment or pleasure is obligatory. You have to have it. Uh, when you show Allah you're pleased with him as your Lord, then in return Allah will show that he's pleased with you. Look what he said about the Sahaba. Radiyallahu anhum. He is pleased with them, and then right after it, waradu'an, and they are pleased with him. They did not achieve that status, except because they proved to Allah that they are pleased with Allah as their Lord. And that's what it means to be a mu'min. That's what it means to be a believer. And he mentions other verses. Like where Allah Azza wa Jal says that he may admit the believing men and the believing woman to gardens under which rivers flow. And this is referring to the companions. And he says, Verily those who give bay'ah, the pledge to you, O Muhammad they are giving pledge to Allah. And all these verses came down regarding the Sahaba. And Allah says, Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Muhammadun Rasulullah. وَالَّذِينَ مَعْهُ أَشِدَّاءُ عَلَى الْكُفَّارِ رُحَمَاءُ بَيْنَهُمْ تَرَاهُمْ رُكَّعًا سُجَّدًا يَبْتَغُونَ فَضْلًا مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضْوَانًا Allah says, Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. And those who are with him, look, those who are with him. Who are with Muhammad? His Sahaba. Look how Allah describes them. They are severe against the kuffar. They are severe against the disbelievers. Ruhama baynahum. Merciful between each other. That's the quality of a mu'min. He is stern, he is firm when it comes to the other religions. But when it comes to his brothers in Islam, he is merciful. And that's the attribute Allah gave to the companions radiallahu ta'ala anhum. And then the, the imam, he moves on. And he speaks about the virtue of the Prophet's children and then the virtue of the mothers of the believers, like Aisha radiallahu anha, and Muhajirin and the Ansar, and so forth. And this is all from our aqidah. 
my dear brothers and sisters, because as we mentioned, it is our creed that we honor and we love the companions of the Prophet so that we distinguish ourselves from the deviated sects who speak ill of them. The deviated sects who speak ill of them. And as you can see, all our imams from the early generations used to give this advice to only speak well of the companions radiallahu anhum. And anyone who speaks ill of any companion, no matter who it is, know that he is a person of innovation and misguidance. No matter which companion, because we have no right to do that. We only mention the Sahaba in goodness. And whatever happened between them from fitan, we leave their affair with Allah Azza wa Jal. As for all of them, we praise them and we love them all. Is this understood? Inshallah, we will continue next week. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashadu wa la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.